0: Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Flagstaff County Podcast. My name is Kerry Castagna, Communications Coordinator for Flagstaff County, and I am joined today for our last episode of 2022 by Flagstaff County Reeve, Don Croach. Welcome, Don. Yeah. Hi, Kerry. Thanks for having me. You're listening to the official podcast of Flagstaff County. So Don, when I invited you to join me here today, I was envisioning sort of a state of the county address podcast style. I'd like to take a look back at 2022, the year that was, and let's take a little bit of time to gaze longingly in the rear view mirror at the accomplishments and challenges faced by Flagstaff County government, our residents, businesses and regional and community partners during the past 12 months. And then I thought I could get you to peer into your crystal ball, look ahead to 2023, and offer a small glimpse into what council will be working on and where the focus will lie for the brand spanking new year ahead of us. So Don, what comes to mind when you look back at 2022?
1: Okay, looking back on 2022 we've experienced many changes and one of the most exciting ones we've welcomed two new faces to council. We've welcomed uh, Larry Hiller and, and Matt Ponto to council. When they first come on they were able to bring a new perspective to our strategic plan giving us a new vision for our term our four-year term. There's been lots of changes in staffing. Some of our, uh, our colleagues have moved on to different challenges and we wish them the best but just as exciting we've uh, welcomed some new team members to Flagstaff County and they will bring a new perspective a new set of eyes and they'll fit in perfectly with our team Flagstaff approach.
0: Yeah lots of change in 2022. Uh, Speaking of change the Flagstaff Regional Emergency Services Society officially took over fire services in the Flagstaff region on January 1st 2022.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's an exciting thing for our region. Uh, We're taking a regional approach to uh, emergency services. We were looking for a a sustainable, affordable, efficient, and effective fire services. So we started this process about four years ago. And as a a working group, we hammered out a couple of documents to help guide the FRES group moving forward. The first one is a legal document, the master plan. So the master plan kind of holds together the way that it's funded, the governance model, uh, how the budget is is, is set every year. So that's the legal document, and that's the foundation of it. The second document is the business plan. That kind of sets out the step-by-step process, how we're going to achieve regional fire services in the region. They'll have uh, dates where certain things have to be done, and it's staggered. So in five years, we will have a very effective and efficient fire services. I know change is hard. Changing from 10 fire departments throughout the county to one regional uh, fire services is going to be hard and change is hard but this change is positive for the region it will ensure that we'll have a sustainable fire services for a very long time if we continue to think regionally and what's best for the entire region it'll be a great thing for flagstaff county
0: oh yeah for sure and there was more change in 2022 don please talk about the work flagstaff county and our regional partners have done to tackle the big challenge facing the region and much of Alberta with the current shortage of healthcare professionals.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No matter where you live in like Saff County, you have been affected by the lack of healthcare professionals. And this was brought to our attention by a group came to council oh last year or even the start of the year before, and they were concerned about the closure of Galahad long term care. And as council we thought we gotta do something. So we, want, we went proactive at it and we reached out to RPAP, which is the Regional Healthcare Professional Attraction uh, Program, which is designed to ensure that there's healthcare workers in rural Alberta. So we reached out to them, got some guidance from them, and then we started, we can't do this alone. We got to reach out to our regional partners. Our regional partners are elect, other elected officials, members from AHS and Covenant Health, uh, community members at large. And so we reached out to them and we formed a committee called FLARE, the Flagstaff Healthcare Attraction and Retention Committee. And our sole purpose to ensure that our facilities within the Flagstaff region have the ability to stay open. Part-time or full-time closures really a detriment to our community. Uh, so in early December, we came together as a group, was our inaugural meeting. And we've come out with some action plans that will help ensure that we can attract and retain some of the the healthcare professionals in our region. Uh, Some of the ones that have been passed that we're going to try to start in 2023 is appreciation baskets. This is part of the retention of our healthcare professionals. When there's a a special event or if it's radiology or one of the departments, we'll send out a basket to that facility saying, hey, you're important to our region. We appreciate your work and we appreciate you guys being here. And that's an ongoing thing. Another one would be... um, the sign campaign. Obviously, there's a uh, healthcare professional week. So, we're going to really go all throughout the county using a lot of the existing uh, infrastructure we have, like signs, electronic signs, and billboards. And for that week, we're going to say, hey, thank you to the healthcare professionals in our region. Thank you for your dedication, your time. Because without you, without the healthcare professionals, it really detracts on the rural advantage. That goes to kind of leads into uh, celebrating rural healthcare week. Uh, it's an Opportunity f- for the community as a whole to celebrate and appreciate the work they do. We're thinking of maybe having some breakfasts or, or uh, maybe possible barbecue at the different facilities and say, "Hey, thanks, guys! Thanks for spending the times. Thanks for them overtime shifts, uh, working nights, and all that work you do for us." Another exciting one is kind of a "Let's Go Rural" campaign. This is a, a campaign that RPAP puts out. This is when RPAP and ourselves we go into the schools within our region and say, "Hey." Have you guys ever thought of a, a career in, in healthcare? And just kind of introduce them to the healthcare profession. The, the idea of growing your own healthcare professional is a very successful program throughout the province. And uh, we're going to start doing that, going to each school in the region and just introducing them to a, um, a profession in healthcare. Because in healthcare, aid can lead into an LPN position, can turn into an RN position, can turn into a practical nurse position, can turn into a doctor, and that's growing your own. Because we're sourcing out the talent we have in our region to help us with the challenge of healthcare professionals. And another one is one Flagstaff County has done in the past. That's when we reach out to some of the learning institutions in Calgary and, and Red Deer, and we invite a group of those kids into our region, and we show them what rural healthcare is all about. Uh, there will be a skills part of it. Uh, we'll show them some of the sites in Flagstaff County. I think last time we took them swimming and kill them, and we showed them some agricultural uh, aspects of Flagstaff County and just give them a perspective of what rural life could be and the advantage of living in rural. And one of the things we've learned in discussions with RPAP and, and, and stuff is the importance of community in attraction and retention the role a community has is huge in landing a uh, healthcare professional in our, our region. So we're looking out to our, our communities and looking for an ambassador. So when AHS or Covenant Health attracts a person to our region, we'll have that contact person to reach out to that person and show them the sites. Uh, Hartsey recently had an interest from Ontario, a nurse from Ontario come out and toured the region. So a person from Harsity showed them the site, showed them what hardest they had to offer, and uh, that healthcare professional is starting in January. So that's a success wow. story and the, the role of community is huge and just getting the community engaged in the challenge of healthcare professionals. So we're looking forward to starting that program early in the new year and carrying that on for a very long time.
0: All right, indeed. Uh, that's It's all about being proactive. And uh, Flagstaff County has also bolstered our role of advocacy in 2022 when it comes to the agricultural sector.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Agriculture is the backbone of our economy, and supporting agriculture is one of the basic things we need to do. Uh, It has been a, a staple in our economy for over 100 years. So in our Ag Service Board, they're very active in promoting the agriculture and the challenges with them. So on our Egg Service Board, we have uh, three counselors and four members at large. And those four members at large are very active in the farming community. They're uh, very progressive. So when something comes to their attention, they bring it to the Egg Service Board and they, they bring it to council to advocate on behalf. So some of the things we did in 2022, as soon as the strychnine ban came on for gophers, we sent a letter directly to the environment minister saying, hey, this is gonna put us in a a bad place uh, because the gopher problem cannot be handled without strychnine. Right away, as soon as we heard about the 30% reduction, possible reduction in fertilizer, we sent another letter to the federal government stating that this is unacceptable for rural farmers. It'll kill our economy, put strain on the agricultural community, and it is just not good business, You're not relying on the facts. Just in November, we sent a letter to our MP, Damian Kirk for support of the exemption of natural gas and propane from the carbon tax. Uh, that tax is just directly on the farming industry. Uh, so we're hoping that uh, with his advocacy and our advocacy, we can get that removed from the carbon tax. Uh, provincially, we've uh, sent letters in support of the Rural Vet Program and Crop insurance for market gardens, name a few. As always, um, one of the biggest challenges we face is unpaid tax in the oil and gas industry. Um, as of December 31st, we're about 12 million in arrears. Administration has always been engaging at all levels. Any chance there's an opportunity to get in front of a minister or a bureaucrat saying, hey, this is a problem. Some of the The tools the province has has given, municipalities aren't working for us. Uh, They may work in other jurisdictions, but they're not working for us. We're always, always in the the, uh, mode of trying to explain the challenges we're faced with unpaid oil and gas. And we're not alone. There's quite a few municipalities that have some bad actors within the field. And uh, they are producing oil but not paying their taxes. As uh, elected officials, we also have that role. So recently at the RMA convention, Matt Ponto and I had the opportunity to meet new energy minister, Pete Guthrie. Things we brought up was the unpaid taxes, hey, then, and the tools that the province has given us last year, they're not working. We talked about the social challenges within Hardesty Hub Service, the needs of Hardesty needing support uh, because of the ebb and flow of workers. Um, and we're working with our MLA, uh, Jackie Lovely, to bring his team to Flagstaff County and show them the challenges we're facing the oil and gas industry, take them to HeartSea, show them the hub, and how much our region supports oil and gas industry and that the gross domestic product of Alberta.
0: All right, Don. Uh, that kind of leads into discussion about the local economy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As we stated before, um, investment in the oil and gas industry has uh, been flat for quite some time. We have a very old field. Um And as prices increase and services increase, we need to be creative in finding a new way of of income for Flagstaff County. We can't always go back to the the people that are in our region, the stakeholders, the businesses, and the residents in our region. So we do have an an exciting long-term project happening regarding the development of employment lands that is in a partnership with local government, the federal government, and the private sector. So this goal is to have close to 117 acres of fully serviced lots and have the flexibility to tailor to a unique business needs. And then once that's built, we have a strategy then to pair this development with aggressive attraction, investment attraction strategy regarding value-added agriculture and the clustering of business of, of the local supply chain. So this is a very unique opportunity here for r- rural remote region we also we have three anchor and tenants that are, that are interested in, in coming to this this project. Two municipalities involved. We're engaging the province and the federal government for, for support in this project. So it's an ongoing and it's just a way to diversify our economy, ensuring that uh, the growth we have in the future was sustainable. Another way we support our economy, is through the businesses that have already decided and have a a foothold in Flagstaff County. So new job growth stats is 55% of new job growth comes from existing businesses. These are the guys that have already decided and invested in our region. 45% is through entrepreneurship. Uh, People that uh, have an idea and they want to grow that idea, and they're already in the region, so we don't have to attract them. And 1% is through big business, attracting uh, a, a large sector to our region. So our economic development team has been focused on that, and Council has given them the tools to, to do that. In October alone, they connected with 62 businesses just walking through each community and building authentic relationships and link them with the, the needs they need. Uh, whatever that needs may be, if it's marketing or if it's some financial help, they, we are the connector for those businesses. We also put on uh, workshops supporting the industry and and, uh, small business in our area. Recently, we held a business succession planning session uh, for our businesses, businesses that are ready to move on, whether the owner is retiring or they're just looking to, to sell their business. So at that workshop alone, we had 11 businesses come to that planning session and start the process to be ready for succession planning. Again, supporting the agriculture industry, we thought that we need to do that ex- for our farm industry. We recently had a, a farm business succession uh, program, and over 31 farms were represented. Through that farm succession planning workshop, this gives the tools to the producers to maybe start that succession planning, starting to have those conversations, and and, and find out a three-year, or four- or five- or ten-year plan with that. Another one, social enterprises. Our social enterprises would be like... Um, our firsts, our curling clubs, our hockey arenas, all that stuff, they need support too because they're a very important part of, of Flagstaff region. So we put on a workshop to support these social enterprises. So in that workshop, over 30 nonprofits were representative. So that's that'll just give them the tools to maybe do some long-term strategic planning, maybe ways to better serve the public and just ensure their sustainability so these social enterprises are here for the generations to come one of the success stories of uh, our investment into uh, small business is right now we I think last year we gained over seven to ten new businesses in Flagstaff Crafted and now we're well over Flagstaff in Flagstaff Crafted supporting a hundred businesses this is a little like an little ecosystem of businesses that work together, they support each other, they learn together, and that's one of the greatest outcomes we have at Flagstaff County, is this ecosystem of small business supporting each other. So when we talk about supporting small business, we want to look into how does Flagstaff County itself as an organization support small business in the region. One thing we did last year, we did a local procurement study. This is the products and services we source out locally within the Flagstaff region. And it found out that Flagstaff County sourced out 25.3% of the procurement for our organization. 383 in the region. Uh, so that that's really substantial. We're really proud of that and we want to keep growing with that. Um, we can't talk about ECDEV without mentioning the awards they, they've won. Last year we were excited to to announce that uh, Flagstaff County's Economic Development Department have won three more awards through the Economic Development Associations of Canada. The first one is Flagstaff County Succeeding Together Apparel. It's a program to support small business and to put pride within our region. Uh, another one was our Fall and Winter Gift Guide. Uh, we won that award, and that award is really it's really cool because the making of that. Flagstaff Crafted Gift Guide is locally done. We do that in-house, and that speaks to the talent that we have at Flagstaff County. To win national awards with the talent we have in-house in Flagstaff County is awesome. And the last award is for our Flagstaff Growth Campaign, just giving the awareness of the agriculture industry within our region.
0: All right, Don, in 2022, Flagstaff County also started the process of reviewing our land use bylaw also known as the LUB.
1: Yeah absolutely our land use bylaw is kind of the basically our instruction manual for lands used in, in Flagstaff County. The Last time we re- reviewed was in 2018 so is it was, it was due for a review. Administration has recommended changes to better address how certain land uses are regulated. We also use this opportunity to ensure that our land use bylaw is consistent with provincial provincial and federal legislation. Some of the changes include a new and revised definition section because terminology is key in land use. A new thing that came down the pipe is cannabis retail so we had to add that into our land use bylaw. And seasonal cottages were not identified in the old land use bylaw and they are now. One of the exciting things that is in there now is an enforcement portion to ensure consistency with our new unsightly premise bylaw and the review of the land use bylaw includes input from the public it is crucial to have a, a land use bylaw that it reflects the needs of the of the public we held an open house in november to gain feedback we will review the input we've had from that public house and we will also have a public hearing before council in the fall so this is the opportunity to the public to come to council and bring new ideas or bring their concerns about the land use bylaw. So I encourage people to go on the website, review it. And if you have any concerns of the direction we're going, bring that to council and we can, we can review that and and make changes if necessary.
0: And Don in 2022 on September 30th, the national day for truth and reconciliation, the provincial government made an exciting announcement regarding a sacred and well-known meteorite that landed in this region Many many years ago,
1: yeah, absolutely. That was one of the most exciting things for me, hearing the announcement that the Manitou Stone is coming home to our region. Uh, the history of Indigenous peoples within the region is huge. We have the the Bison Pound and Hardisty artifacts found there that was over seven thousand years ago. Our name is uh, Flagstaff County. Actually, has uh, it's connected to Flagging Hand Hill, which was an Indigenous name. a hill where a peace treaty between the Cree and and, and Blackfoot was uh, signed. There's still artifacts within the region still being found. There's stories of arrowheads being found, teepee rings throughout the entire region, which is really cool because those are artifacts that we're finding today from centuries ago. So our region has traditionally been home to many First Nations whose footsteps have marked our region for centuries, and we see that every day. We have reached out to our Minister of Culture, Jason Luan, to offer assistance in any way to help facilitate the returning of the Manitou Stone to its original resting place. In a small way, it's kind of our way, it's our path to reconciliation. Uh, I'm not sure what role we have to play there, but we're reaching out and ensuring that we can be part of that the returning of the Manitou Stone.
0: All right, now let's turn our attention to the upcoming year. Don, can you provide us a little bit of a glimpse into what's on tap for 2023,
1: yeah, absolutely. I think the last three years have been very challenging. We haven't had the opportunity to meet with our municipal neighbors very often. Uh, there's been some changes the election, so looking for 2023, one of the new initiatives uh, Flagstaff County is going to start is time of now mayors and reeves meeting. This will be an informal gathering with no agenda, where is a chance to reconnect with our municipal neighbors. Uh, it's an opportunity to discuss some of the challenge each municipality is facing and and some of the success stories it may be an opportunity for some of us municipalities to work together collaboration to find uh, solutions to some of the challenges we face throughout the region and understanding that uh, as a whole we're a lot stronger together when we work together through strong collaboration and communication than we are as, as as eight or nine separate municipalities so that's one I'm really looking forward to 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 find some common ground and and uh, work together collaboratively in 2023.
0: All right, and is there anything else you're looking forward to in the year ahead?
1: Yeah. Every year brings new challenges, and challenges can be tough or they can be very rewarding. And as challenges come down the pipe throughout 23, I don't have a crystal ball. We look forward to those challenging and be proactive to them. Reach out to our neighbors, work Work with the provincial and federal government, work with our municipalities within the region, work with our our counties around us to face those challenges head on and make a difference. And really ensure that the quality of life in rural Alberta is always there, not only for us now, but for generations to come.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Don. I'd just like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And I guess we'll see you at our first council meeting of the new year on January 11th.
1: Thanks, Gary, and Merry Christmas to you and your family.
0: Thank you. All the best.